was so fun. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. I gotta make sure I'm not double dutying here. I don't think I am. Okay. No, I'm not. Okay. Hey. So when you think about the wilderness, what do you think of? Perhaps you think of an area of dry land like a desert, or maybe you think of a wooded area with lots of trees and creepy crawly things, or maybe you think of somewhere that is a very cold and quiet, or heck, maybe you never even think much about the wilderness at all. Or perhaps when you think of the wilderness, you think about a difficult time in your life. Often we deem difficult times, times of wilderness. In my own life, I have experienced wilderness periods. Times that felt hot and dry and dusty and lonely. Times when I longed to feel the comfort of the Lord. There have been times when I wasn't sure where I was going or what was next for me. My wilderness times were full of uncertainty, anxiousness, and sometimes sadness. Times where I did not know where I belonged or if I belonged at all. Being in the wilderness was never easy, and it always involved waiting. The reality is we all experience times of wilderness in our life. Sometimes we wait for a long season, and sometimes the wilderness, the waiting, may be very short-lived. But no doubt about it, waiting in the wilderness is hard. And this morning, on the second Sunday of Advent, this precious time of preparing and waiting, our reading does not allow for us to cozy up with a fluffy blanket, hot cocoa with a toasted marshmallow on top, waiting on a tiny baby Jesus. Instead, we get six verses about John the baptizer coming out of the wilderness. What? John seems to be an intruder in our holiday preparations. He splashes cold water on our festivities. Caterers do not serve his favorite menu at the office parties. And we don't find little figurines of John eating locusts in our Christmas catalogs. Better yet, during a time of year when people dress and their finest clothes for parties and celebrations, our friend John puts on a coat of ragged animal skins. When he speaks, he always interrupts. And then we have to ask him to turn down the volume. If it weren't for the lectionary readings for Advent, we probably wouldn't allow John the Baptist in our sanctuary. 
Our gospel begins with some important information this morning rooted in history. And if we take a deeper look, we find out why Luke might have included information about Emperor Tiberius and the priesthood of Annas and Caiaphas. You see, people thought that the emperor was God, and when he spoke, God was speaking. And on the other hand, we hear about Anna and Caiaphas, who were the high priests in the temple, a place where God spoke. And then, and then we hear that the word of God came to John in the wilderness, a stark contrast from the city and the temple. The wilderness is one of the most important symbols we find throughout the Bible. The wilderness is significant because it stands in contrast to the city. In the city, you will find the emperor and the temple. And the city is a place where all of your needs are met. You are protected from the elements and predators, and there are lots of things to see and do. The lights were probably flashing. Come on in. And you can be secure in all of your surroundings. But the wilderness is a different story. In the wilderness, you don't know where your next meal or drink of water might come from. You don't know where your lodging is going to be. You're certainly not going to have a fluffy pillow to lay your head on at night. You are at the mercy of nature and you are all alone. You have no sense of belonging or comfort. In the wilderness, there are no distractions and there are no protections. It's just you and God. So it's no surprise that our most powerful images of God's might, God's wrath, God's protection, and God's provision for our every need come from times that people found themselves in the wilderness. The wilderness of Mount Sinai is where the Israel was given the law and became the covenant people of God. The wilderness is where God provided manna to nourish the Israelites as they wandered around in the desert. God found Jacob in a howling waste of wilderness and cared for him. God shielded him, cared for him, guarded him as the apple of his eye. And after John baptized Jesus, Jesus was led up by the Spirit into the wilderness. Jesus went into the wilderness before he began his public ministry. And today we hear that the word of God came to John in the wilderness. In this season where all we hear about and see is having a cozy little Christmas, being in the wilderness is hard. Hallmark movies, TV ads about the clothes we wear, and our home decor are all about being cozy and comfortable. I watch YouTube and there are videos about videos about the clo cozy clothes that we can buy and the cozy music you might even want to listen to. We want nothing more than to feel comfortable. 
We don't want to wait in the wilderness, but sometimes we must. Sometimes we have to wait and we have to prepare, and yet we know that we can't be made comfortable unless we have felt what it feels like to be uncomfortable. I'm guessing, like the Israelites, like John and like Jesus, you know what it means to be uncomfortable. When John comes out of the wilderness, he proclaims the baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins, and he quotes from the prophet Isaiah. He cries out, prepare the way of the Lord, make his path straight. He reminds us of that ancient Advent promise that all flesh shall see the salvation of God. With the clear voice of our prophet, John tells us how to prepare for the coming of God. Repent, straighten the paths, remove the rough spots, lower the mountains, and lift up the valleys. John is quoting from Isaiah chapter 40, where the chapter begins with comfort. Oh, comfort to my people, says your God. The prophet is speaking a word of comfort in the midst of exile, amid their wilderness and waiting. Jerusalem and the temple had been destroyed. The people had been hauled off to Babylon, where they wept when they remembered Zion. They knew that wilderness what wilderness was, and that they longed for the Lord's comforting hand to rest upon them. And yet, Isaiah's word and John's word, which comes from God and the wilderness, reminds us that the wilderness is a place of revelation, a training ground for faith and obedience. The wilderness is a time of preparation for mission. It is a not-so-comfortable way. John hollers at us, and I know he hollers this. Y'all better repent and prepare your hearts for the coming of the Lord. And again, I know he says y'all. John came out of the wilderness reminding us that preparing our hearts means that we have to repent. Preparing our heart and repenting means that we have to look in the mirror and get real honest about who we are. Repentance means that we have to turn away from those things that keep us from God and turn toward God. Repentance can be very uncomfortable. In fact, it's, it's always very uncomfortable but repentance is necessary. It's a must to prepare our hearts for the coming of Christ. And yet, we know that when God speaks to us and tells us to repent, he offers forgiveness to us. God is the one who meets us right where we are, waits with us in the wilderness, carries us out of the darkness, no matter how broken we are or what we have done. 
We are not blameless. We are all flawed. And we are all in the wilderness in some way or another. And yet, and yet, the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world has mercy on us and forgives us all our sins. John ends his quote this morning with all flesh shall see the salvation of God. And praise be to God that this morning we get a glimpse of that salvation when we receive the gifts of God for the people of God. When you take them in remembrance that Christ has died for you and you feed on him and your hearts by faith with thanksgiving. Amen.